Hello, folks. I'm very grateful that you're checking in with us today on this last episode of our Thank You Tour series for the year 2023. And this is our fourth year, the end of our fourth year of On The Call. Ozzy Stewart here, as you know, and very grateful. Now, this episode is brought to you by Movo Photo, which is an innovative LA-based brand which designs and distributes a wide variety of affordably priced professional video and audio equipment. Their, re their mission is to uplift creators from podcasters to musicians and filmmakers. Check them out on movophoto.com or at movophoto IG across all social platforms. Look out for our first giveaway of a movophoto blogger kit via our IG post at OTC underscore podcast 20 and like and subscribe us on our, U on our YT page, the YouTube page at on the call podcast 20. Now, on this episode, I'm shining light on my dear friend, Leslie Vallis. So Leslie Stephen Vallis was named after the actor Leslie Nielsen, who was back in the day, be, was known for his Western movies, for those who don't know. He's, Leslie is a passionate and talented individual whose life has been a colorful canvas of creativity and self-expression as a hairdresser and then makeup artist. Born in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn, with seven siblings, all told four girls, three boys altogether, Leslie quickly discovered his love for the transformation transformative power of hairstyling. After completing cosmetology school, he began his career at Regis Salon at the Fulton Mall in Brooklyn, and from there moved to others in Manhattan, working in the East Village at Bang Bang Salon and Creations by Zoya for approximately 38 years. This all stemmed from the early days of experimenting with his sister's girlfriend's Saturday night dancing experiences all coming from his innate talent. Leslie embraced his identity proudly and beautifully with unwavering confidence, finding strength in the supportive community that surrounded him. His mantra has always been, be respectful and moral while being who you are. Though he considers himself an introvert, he has been fearless in self-discovery. Leslie embarked in a career that would become his life's passion. His artistic flair and attention to detail quickly garnered attention in the competitive world of beauty and fashion. In wor his work became a testament to his ability to accentuate and celebrate the unique beauty in everyone. While having Phyllis Hyman playing in the background, always at home, Leslie is content with his life in the salon and home. He once said to me that he would like to see a tea that says, I am single and I want it this way, but not afraid, not afraid to mingle. <laughs> He's funny, quick-witted, quick-thinking, infectious, warm, genuinely, and generally loves his craft, earning a loyal clientele respected within the beauty industry. His journey serves as a testament to the transformative power of self-expression and the enduring impact of embracing one's true identity. Leslie Stephen Vallis. So Leslie, 
Yes. How did you discover your passion for makeup and hairstyling and what motivated you to pursue it as a career? I feel that for me, in a sum up of it all, is I followed my heart, mm-hmm. period. From, from what beginning, from, from beginning. beginning, like, you know, as far as not necessarily being an academically inclined person, mm-hmm. I just followed my heart with what I could do and what I would be doing. Right. And that led me to this at this point, you know, anything that I can get my hands on that involved this concept, I did it. Can you share a memorable experience from your early days in the industry that had a significant impact on your approach to makeup and hair? Well, if I have to be honest, could it be an artist, a particular artist? Whatever it was that that impacted you. I basically gave myself a green light of acceptance when I acknowledged boy George. Wow. I remember those days. Remember? (laughs) I went and got the felt hat and filton. The compilation of uh, dreads that they sold as ponytails. When I put four of them in a felt hat and tied ribbons all on the ends of the dreads and cut them in different lengths. And I would wear a bandana around my head and pull my eyes up so I can look like Boy George. So he had that much impact? Yes. His whole stick was like, uh, it opened the door for me to like... Be who you are. Be. Because it was like, if he could do it, I could do it. Gotcha. And in terms of the impact on hair, as far as hair makeup, that was part of it as I, well? I, no, actually, the hair thing for me was, as any hairdresser could say, you start a craft of something, and it just purges more and more interest, more and more. It just grew, mm-hmm. you know? It's not, when, you, when you do that kind of stuff, it's not either you're in it or you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Like, I don't know if people that do that and fulfill its prophecy if they're not into it. Right. It's, it's, to me, it's not a novelty. Right. Either you're in it or not. Right. At all costs, because there's ups and downs and, and dislikes and likes and... Successes. And yeah, and, and, and allowing to assess the difference between people that use you, people that appreciate you, mm. people that have um, integrity within themselves, so that it turns out to be an experience of greatness as opposed to an experience of despair. Because mm-hmm. it's not all beautiful, you know? Sometimes Things some hardship happen. can teach you who to choose, where to choose, what, where, what to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I think at this point, I'm not very interested in going to hair shows anymore. Oh, okay. Because they are repetition, but right. go on. <laughs> um, are there specific artists or influences outside of George, Boy George, that um, who have inspired your artistic style in your approach to hair and makeup? Because Boy George was one thing, right? Yeah. In the in the hair business, I have to be honest and say that I have an ongoing rolodex of inspirational people, new people today. And for the most part, um, my bosses. Mm. I really got close to all of them in that sense that we collaborated, we shared, we sponsored, we supported each other through the whole journey. So it's basically whoever you 
were dealing with is where you used the ability to learn from. It wasn't right. like go out to particular places and reasons and things. That's where I think innateness comes. Like when you take opportunity and make most of it as opposed to designating mm -hmm. uh, learning lessons with people that have the title of being whomever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. Mm -hmm. When you go into something and venture into something with someone and they got stuff to offer, the collaboration is where magic really mm -hmm. comes from. I agree. And that's with anything that you do. And with anything that you do. But in my case, this is how it did for me. Like, let's say... Um, all of the hair school teachers, you know, they were influential to me because they were true to themselves. To, to teach, you have to be true to yourself because it's just not easy to teach. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to get attention of audience. You have to be concerned with particular... It's, it's, some, it's something on a very creative side you have to have, which I believe it's either you're innately able to do it or not. Mm. So, can you describe a particularly challenging project or client request that you've encountered in your career um, and how you navigated around it? My nature tends to want to please, but if it gets mixed in personal uh, images that are not realistic, I get caught in crossfires with clients. Mm -hmm. You know, like, for a lack of a better word, they come and bring you a picture of a celebrity and say, can you do this? And you're like, <laughs> I'm a hairdresser, not a plastic surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> but I try my best to please. And um, I've learned in my path to uh, embrace and adore what I'm strong at doing. Mm -hmm. I don't try to do everything and anything. If I'm not going to execute it properly, I'd rather not do it. Mm -hmm. Have you had an opportunity to work on high-profile events or a celebrity fashion shows, that kind of thing? And if I so, guess, what? I uh, guess dating myself, um, I am old enough to have experienced the disco era. <laughs> And in certain situations, I've been able to do um, singers at the time. I think in Limelight, it was uh, Gloria Gaynor. Mm -hmm. Just a fill-in opportunity. Someone didn't show I was there, and that's how it happens for me. It's not, nothing ever designated. It's at the right place at the right time. Uh -huh. okay. What advice would you give to someone who is just starting their career in this field based on your journey and lessons learned? My particular advice is for most to try to be aware of their ego because mm. ego in a better sense of word is easing God out. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So therefore, when you do that, I know there's a lot of atheist people and I understand, but I believe in him mm -hmm. and he's helped me along plenty. And once you do that, you're, you're, you're more perceptive to receive than to give because all of us get overzealous about wanting to share what we know, mm -hmm. but it's easy. It's better to be silent and listen because mm -hmm. it gets easier for you if you do that. Hmm. 
Listen up, folks. In your opinion, what role does makeup and hairstyle play in promoting self-confidence and self-expression for the individual? In my eyes, that whole perspective has been a very confusing mantra in my life because people assumed that I loved it enough and did it to myself enough because I was trying to hide something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In my life's path, when I was younger, the no makeup and the selling of the young man was pretty famous and a little bit uh, loose cannon, for lack of a better words. But makeup has turned out to be a protector for me because society assumes and judges book by cover. Mm -hmm. And because you're just expressing, you're just uh, purging mental ideas of, of the concept. But people like to put it in a box that you're doing it for this reason. I just recently saw something pretty fabulous that Adam put up. And he said, um, I'm not Adam Lambert. Mm -hmm. I'm not putting makeup on because I need it. Mm -hmm. It's because I like it. Mm -hmm. And it's no gender expression. It's just the love of the product, the art. Mm -hmm. So now, can you share a personal favorite makeup or hair look that you created and the inspiration behind it? I think I came into my first experience in hairdressing school that I, you know, um, I did the Dorothy Hamill. Okay. And okay. from then on, everything like bond from that hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Louise Brooks, you know, with the bangs, um, the one-eyed Jack, uh -huh. the short side and long, remember we used to do that? <laughs> Um, yeah, the Dorothy Hamill was like, that was the, th the thing back then right. in the eighties that, right. you know, how has your identity as a gay individual influenced your work and interactions within the beauty industry? Well, as everyone knows, being gay is a little bit of a tap on the shoulder card in the beauty business. You know, they... You're, you're well-renowned and trusted, and there's dispositions that go with the career mm -hmm. when you're gay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I assume, don't know per se, but I assume it's somewhat a little bit more restrained and difficult for straight guys because you can't take on the extreme traffic of women and exercise your likes and dislikes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In the, sake, in the case of me not being interested, I think it was in favor for me. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you could roll. I mean, I've been in establishments that I've been the only gay guy um, with all the women mm -hmm. workers. Mm -hmm. I didn't do really well with, like, a big gay setting with mm -hmm. other male hairdressers. Mm -hmm. It was everything that I evaded on a personal level with women. The, the mm -hmm. crazy, mm -hmm. I think too many gay boys together, it gets crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather do the female-male dynamic. <laughs> Looking ahead, do you have any specific goals or aspirations within the industry that you, you, you still need or feel that you'd like to pursue? No, I think I reached a point where I want to do and purge services that are wanted. Mm -hmm not necessarily 
to get any place or be anywhere. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a much more satisfying feeling at this point to do for people if they want you to, mm -hmm. as opposed to gold digging or, mm -hmm. or aspiring a level of status and money and stuff like that. It's not of my interest anymore. I mean, everybody it wants to really make money. It never really was your interest. I, I know. I know. And now I give myself a free jail card that it's like that. I've just not been that ambitious to go into the entertainment world and all that. Because there's something about my personality that doesn't jive with that. You know, I went, I, no judgment, but I, I visit L.A. and I suddenly realized, you know, I don't know if I can be an L.A. person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the whole of them I don't know if I could do that mm -hmm. it just goes so against who and what I believe and right. and you right now you're happy right pretty, very much actually I mean and, and they say New York is even faster than in than it is in LA and here you found your peace yes here it was a peace because um from moving from Manhattan and burning candles on both ends because it never sleeps here I just go to work come home Watch Netflix. With Phyllis with, Hyman. With, with Phyllis Hyman and my dog, Sam. Yeah. I don't know where he's hiding somewhere. <laughs> so, Leslie, what concerns you about the world today? What concerns me about the world is the lack of human compassion with people. Um, I've always been a fan of uh, adoring old people because I come from a very elderly parent. So I always psychologically felt if you hold dear to old people you're doing the right thing by your by your mother's influence you know because she was an older person when she had me mm -hmm. she had me when she was very 42. Mm. so but to her defense it was pretty admirable because she was very accepting very schooled already six months late six kids later mm -hmm. You know, I was able to, in my individuality, raise myself with no prejudice of who and what I was. And I think that's one of the reasons why things worked out so good for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, the... Um, so when you look at the world with reference to where we are and where you were... I think you should dig in from your loving upbringing and you want more like that to be the world. And it's not. It's people, ever since this pandemic, I think something happened where it gave people uh, an excuse not to be compassionate. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not much for politics, but I also find that there's such a delusion in politics that I don't think our votes really matter. I mean, they matter, mm -hmm. but do they make a difference? No, you're always in a crossfire of something politically happening that's not to your advantage. Mm. What gives you hope then? My colorfulness is what I hang on to. <laughs> Every day, put on that armor mm -hmm. of fashion, makeup, hair, concept, and stay positive. I'm a very positive person yeah. anyway. Yeah. No pun intended. Or what is your biggest regret? One. Um, my biggest regret... kind of don't have regrets mm -hmm. because I always talk myself into, as I shared with you earlier, 
um, mistakes are life lessons, not a life sentence. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't like to say I regret anything. Everything's been an experience. If you had to go back in time, where would that be and why? I think in the 80s, and the friendships that was simple and designated and that you went out, but there was no need for money or recreation or anything. You just went to Studio 54 and bought like two Coca-Colas a night and you were good. <laughs> you were just surrounded by all these fabulous people. You danced your heart away <laughs> and it was just, life was so simple. Right. And as you said that, I wanted you to see something that I brought for you. To keep? To put in my collection no, of stuff? No, no, that's going to be something else. But one of the, the reasons why you have impacted me is that, and it goes back to the 80s because that's when we hung out, right? Yes. We hung out, we lived together, mm -hmm. and we had great times, juniors, cheesecake, uh, Thursday night on the roof, the yes, Thursday on that night little, parties. Yes. And um, what was that roti place? That Trinidadian right, roti Trinidad place. Right, Trinidadian roti place, and and Henry remembers the lamb curry roti. <laughs> and the f the first time you turned me on to sauce. Yes, yes, yes. And Henry cooking up all these big meals. Fabulous time! Come on, and see you those. Dress, it no. was wonderful. And you dress. I never had to worry about what I was going to wear, no. how I was going to look. You took. We need to go out. Boom, 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 yes, yes. I mean, it and was, that's that's an experience that I which was documented only for a life lesson to people that that was a healthy existence. Yes. Nothing of what it is today. Right. Today, um, I believe it was Linda Evangelista that said there's too much content. Right. Wow. She says there's too much content. She remembers her in the 90s where there was prints and, you know, you got work less less contenty, you know, more about you. Mm -hmm. Now there's so much content that it's an overload. It's kind of separated it's us. Just, it's just, is... it's almost like hearing something and the sound, you get used to it. Mm -hmm. So no one really benefits of mm -hmm. social media content. How many influences do we have today? Too many. I mean, and what are they influencing? What are they... <laughs> Stuff that you've, stuff right. that some aspect of it you did already. Right, right, right. I really don't follow a lot of them, so. It's, it's, it's inevitable because like in your feed, they come out yes. and they show and, and they sponsor. And, right. And not, listen, kudos to them to be able to do that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, but as I am free enough to say that your experience is what you bring to the table, not the amount of people to do what you say. Mm -hmm. It's what you bring to the table. I want to show you something because I want to show you what you brought to my table. Growing up as a child, I grew up always being told, fix your lips, pull them in, um, yeah. you know, do this, it's, do that. And so I never really people. bothered about, never really wanted to know about makeup. I never really looked at myself. I never really thought I was pretty. I never, you know, I never grew up thinking the me thing. I could put makeup on in my teens later on in life without really seeing my face, even though I'm in the mirror. You know, I could put the makeup on and that's it. Uh -huh. You know, even today, it's a it's a thing, you know? And not until I met you and you did a couple of things to me and made me feel 
a certain Pretty. way. I was, yeah, it elevated me. Not that I became egotistical about it, but it was just, oh my God, look at what, do you remember this? It's, it's... Oh, wow, Azula, you still have this. Show it to the camera so he could, he could see what he, he did. This was in the 80s. Yeah. Yes. Wow, deja do you, vu. Do you remember this? Wow, you still have these. Look, guys. That's Ozilla. That's all you. That's Ozilla That's in 1980. 84. 1984, ladies and gentlemen. You wasn't beautiful. You crazy girl. But it's, but it's, it's also you and your art and what you were how, able to how, pull look out. Look how clean and simple and effective clean, it was. Clean, beautiful, beautiful. And there's some other shots at home. It's like You have to crazy. send them. <laughs> I know. What inspires you today? Um, I think one of my biggest things is loyalty. Mm. And um, the, the, the learn that at all cost, you need to, unlike I've done in relationships, see it through to the end. Mm. In relationships, I'm kind of different. It's like, I hit it and I quit it. Okay. You know? Okay. But um, in, in work life, I've been, it's, it's expressed and shown me that I can be committed and Mm -hmm. have re uh, resolution about everything. All the relationships that you got to deal with, all the things you have to do, you see them through and try to make the best of it mm -hmm. without quitting. Mm -hmm. What's what's one... Is there anything different that you learn about yourself since the pandemic, 2020? Um, actually, what I learned was the difference of being lonely as opposed to being alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have, I'll give you a quick example of my experiences with makeup. Yes, I loved it. Yes, I wore it. No, I didn't influence anybody where, because I have it on, I was, you know, enabled to, to woo somebody. But on my public transportation route, there was a time where you would sit on a bus and no one would sit next to you because mm -hmm. they were afraid you were going to like stick gay on them or something. <laughs> and um, when the pandemic came, I was good. Mm -hmm. Six feet away. No one sat next to me. <laughs> <laughs> so it turned out to be in time. You learned that all these things that people step away, step away. It's like it turns to an advantage after a while. What's... What's one thing you'd want to be remembered for? Mm, one thing I would like to be remembered for. I think my fancifulness. And human compassion. Yeah. You know, compassion with human. I think it helps in so many ways to be compassionate. It steers you from potential evil. It also doesn't let you get so angry where you could be compromised. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about if you're in a situation where you got to take a life, I probably would be in trouble because I couldn't take a life, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. 
even if it meant your own defense, it was really hard. Because of my person, it's hard. What's, what's the best compliment you have ever been given? Um, can't even think of one, could you imagine? And that being said, I want to tell you that what you had done for me all the way back in 1984 mm -hmm. has resonated with me, has impacted me throughout. You know, even when I'm doing my other scenarios you can with see other it people, today. They, that has been a thread. I've had, every time I look at the, these, I see you, I think of you. We haven't been in touch for how long? 30 years. But you've been in my heart, yeah. special place, right? Which, which, is, which is, to me, very, very significant because that's what a human would want. That's what you should aspire. Make an imprint in someone's heart enough. I mean... But you've always, also, not only with what you've done, you've, you, whenever we were hanging out, you were that joyful, that thoughtful, that... Yeah. caring that is this all right what else do you need you know maybe I, we need to do this maybe, you know you were that person that being that soul that was really uplifting mm. even when things seemed to be down sometimes you were uplifting and i knew that there were times that you were going through stuff mm -hmm. and yet you pushed through yes no, that, that's actually the up. biggest compliment, actually, because that's definitely a personal drive of mine to do that. And that's why I've stuck to this business, because in ways that I might not know, I probably did that to a bunch of people. Exactly. I didn't even know. And that's why I needed to do this, because I want you to know that I... And I'm speaking for the people who may not... Say. Right. That I see you, and you matter. And you. you are loved. Thank you very, very much. That, that means everything. Good. Because I, in life, I think to reach that possibility, it's worth so much more than money and status. So this is why, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy in my little humble abode. Beautiful abode. Alone and happy. Yes. Not saying that, you know, there's not ups and downs, but content. Yes. It makes a big difference. Yes. So thank you, Leslie Stephen Vallis. Yes. For allowing us the opportunity and time. Um, and we got to touch base a little more often from now oh, on. Oh, no. It's, it, now it's, it's, it's inevitable to be in touch. Good. Thanks to Cheese and the OTC team and to you, my audience, for spending your valuable time with us today. Thanks to JLC Media for these past two seasons of music to James uh, Bailey for the website. Uh, thank you very much to our Season 8 Trini Corner guest, the Consul General, Mr. J. Andre Laveau, Cecile Ford, Clem Bowen, Dawad Phillip, I'm naming them all, and Dr. Kendall K. Williams. To our Hard Issues guests, Marilyn Cruz Hayes, Mario Golden, Stacey Gray, and Yvonne Neal. And to our Thank You Card recipients, Jen France, Pat Knox Horn, my friend here, Leslie Vallis, and as I remember, Jim Velsky, sailing in the heavenly skies. So please care to share, and remember when you're on your beat, stay on the sunny, sunny side of the street safely.
be health conscious and kind to one another. And don't forget to give thanks for the little and big gifts as we strive through and to this beautiful life. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye.